Hello and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me is a roundtable of epic proportions. We've got Fusion, we've got Magic Mike, we've got Chris, and today we're going to be talking about Final Fantasy XIV and Walker. Uh, just if for just kind of a note for those who's listening, tomorrow is the live letter, live letter 67, in which Yoshi P said he was going to talk about PvP, crafting, and gathering changes. So while we have Endwalker news in our heads, while even Fusion himself got to sit down and talk with Yoshi P about Endwalker, uh, all the stuff we've kind of tabled. Even people were asking, why didn't y'all ask about PvP? It's like, we know he's going to talk about that on November the 5th. So be sure to tune in for all that coverage. Fusion, are you guys covering that uh, the live letter live, or are you going to be kind of summarizing uh, after? We're actually not doing it live. Uh, we've got uh, a couple people that are kind of like in transit, so we won't have everybody together, um, but we will be doing it uh, Saturday at our at our normal time. So Excellent. So be sure to be following uh, Gamer Escape, uh, Aetherite Radio. I was a part of that podcast for a long time. Honestly, Fusion puts together an incredible show. We still love to lurk, and he occasionally invites me back on whenever I have that random Saturday that is available, that is rare. It ends up being so rare that I'm like, hmm, yes, I can podcast. So uh, that's always uh, fun and good. Let's go around the horn just in case say everybody let's introduce uh, you introduce to everybody uh, in this case. We'll start with you, Fusion, because I've been just talking about you already. Uh, tell people who you are, where they can find you, and what you got going on in Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm Andrew, a.k.a. FusionX, a.k.a. Raffle Dirk. Uh, I'm the content and podcast producer over at Gamerscape.com, uh, host of our pad, uh, podcast, Aetherite Radio. Um and yeah, I, 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 you know, you would think Raffle Dirk remains Dirk. I actually have been maining Machinist for Shadowbringers, um, but you know, Dirk is it's 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 a close second. So close um, second. Yeah, I guess that's that's about it. All right, let's go to Magic Mike. Hey, you're back. Yeah, so I'm I'm Mike. Uh, I really, I'm so embarrassed. I really don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I talk about games here and there, here and there uh mainly right now mmobomb.com and over on our new channel ready check radio where we do the relic grind podcast uh every thursday night we'll be doing that tonight uh as well hanging out talking doing final fantasy trading card game yes it's a thing if you didn't know get on it it's absolutely fantastic uh and yeah so yeah just even follow me on twitter and uh, whatever Whatever. If you want to hang out, cool. If you don't, that's cool. If you're busy, it's all right. Like, it's okay. I mean, the content's not that good. So, like, you're not, you're fine. I mean, it's, way to, it's way, to, way to sell it. It's, it's like, it's like, okay. Like, it's okay. No, it's really, really good. Come hang out. Have fun. And it's always great to be here uh, with, with three of my, my besties friends, my best friends, my, my fellowship, so to speak. My fellowship, so to speak. All right. You, you want to do some ERP? <laughs> Why not? Start taking off the hat. <laughs> and Chris, dude, how are things going for you? You've had some epic goals set for Shadowbringers, and we are in the countdown uh, to Endwalker right now. So what's going on with you, man? I'm I'm running Deliberum once a day right now, because if I run it once a day, about a week out from the expansion, I finish the last of the relics that I'm going to be doing. Uh, and then there are more that other people can go chase. Um, and... I am leveling five times a day so that all of my fizz range that I believe two melee will be done in time. And I'll have just two melee to go until I get my ammo mount. So uh, for somebody that back in January said, I really only play one job at a time. I've come a long way. Uh, today I was working on some monk and when a boss spins rapidly to, you know, vomit on some other player in the party, that's a whole lot of crap on your positionals. <laughs> like come on like can't they just turn their head and like keep their torso facing the same way because when that circle just does a 180 what am i supposed to be doing here um yeah so that's the newest the newest lesson to be learned in my life is that positionals you know the struggle is real the struggle is very real <laughs> all right so that is the round table to be discussing n walker what i'd like to do is take just a little bit of time and, uh, and, you know, toss to Andrew right now, first things first, um, having played, uh, you know, the, the preview, uh, expansion, um, what, what, what's one thing that you're really looking forward to learning actually at this live letter, uh, that's dropping tomorrow, man, asking the tough questions. Um, I like to put them know, up I... front. So that way when people like <laughs> trail off at the end, they're not like, oh man. Yeah. It gets, it gets easier from here. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, yeah. I mean, based on what I played, I mean, I, I think I'm curious to see more system related stuff. 
um, just because I'm not expecting a lot in terms of crafting and gathering updates. That was what Shadowbringers was all about, was was upgrades for that stuff. So I'm not expecting anything huge um, for those going into Endwalker. Um, the PvP, it's PvP. I'm not big into PvP in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, a lot of people aren't. You can, as evidenced by the queue times. Um, I mean, Mike's sleeping over They're there. Under five um, minutes now. Yeah. Well, a lot uh, of that is the the Moogle it's event, the, right? The Moogle, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be curious. I'm curious to see what the PvP is. If it'll help kind of reinvigorate that uh, desire for PvP. Um, who knows what it's going to be? I know a lot of people are going to jump to Blitzball immediately. Um, but we did have, um, and I'm trying to remember who asked it um, during the media tour. Somebody did ask about like Blitzball. Um, and the response was something along the lines of what we had back in at the Frankfurt Fan Fest. It was like, yeah, we still don't know how we want to design it. So I don't think it's going to be Blitzball. Because um, otherwise, nope. Yoshida wouldn't have said that. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be curious to see what that is. But I think I'm just overall, I'm just, you know, quality of life, you know, what they have planned for that. Because it's always like random little things you don't think of that end up being like really great. So I think out of the big kind of like three, that's uh, what I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. Uh, uh, Mike, you actually were looking like you're falling asleep, especially when uh, Fusion <laughs> mentioned uh, PvP. Um, no. Same question no. to you that I asked him, but also I'd like to kind of get some more insight as to what would make PvP relevant, and does that even matter to the community? Uh, so same answer then uh, as well. I, I'm really interested in the system changes. I'm not a big gra uh, gatherer or crafter. I gather and craft, I think... I think I have two craft or gathering jobs at max level and one crafting. Uh, and legitimately, the only reason I did those was freaking minions, right? Uh, there's, I collect them. So I got to be able to do the dailies and, and do the various making of some of those things if I'm not going to buy them from other crafters and things like that. So we, what? We've, we, we already know they're removing HQ mats. We already know uh, from gathering. We already know that that means the HQ-related skills in gathering and crafting need to be shifted to compensate in um, non-HQ situations. Uh, so the numbers will be changing, basically, is all that means. Is the, the benefits for those numbers will be changing. We'll, it, we'll probably have changes to the uh, amount of quality uh, something needs to, to become HQ in crafting because we don't have the benefit of using HQ mats for a quick bonus. So I would expect those numbers to come down and things like that. But that's pretty much it. Like, I can't imagine, I, I'm, I'm with Fusion. I can't imagine any other large-scale change besides those updates. The, the system updates interest me the most. On the PvP side, I just don't care. Um, like, to this day, I still, I am so casually a pvp player in any game anyway so it's just not my wheelhouse but i can recognize that and say hey it's not my thing it might be chris's cool enjoy have fun uh but i have never understood the appeal of mass pvp systems in final fantasy 14 i just always thought you know the initially the global cooldown really didn't benefit that that type of gameplay the game itself just never really felt built for it. And I've always said way back since Game Breaker, right, on uh, with, talking with Mr. Happy on XIV Reborn, that it was just nice to say our MMO had PvP. Yeah, as a bullet point, yeah. I think y'all said yeah. is yeah. checkbox. Yeah. We got it. It's over here. Yep. Does that game have PvP? Yes. Okay, move on. Is it good? Uh, no, no, no. You just asked if we had it. You just asked if we had it. <laughs> no follow-up questions. Let's no, no follow-up questions. Am I kind of curious because we know it's a little smaller scale than than what we have now, and they they've teased that they're kind of using it to get people into PvP. Sure, I'm a little curious, but I can't imagine it's going to be a, a sink of my time or anything like that. So system changes galore. Give me them all. Let's let's talk about them. It definitely ain't Blitzball. We know that. So yeah, it breaks my heart. I'm waiting, Chris. What do you think? I, I like crafting and gathering. So if I need to be the representative for crafters and gatherers here, uh, I am sorry that I'm not the champion you wanted, but I will be the champion you get for this <laughs> podcast. Um, I, I like crafting and gathering. I've got them all done. All of my crafting relics are, are one step off the expert, the 500, as high as you can go easily with macroing the big repeatable steps. Um, my 
they're all in 490 that I made. They're all quad melted or more. So like I've had a blast doing a ton of crafting. I've got a glowing frying pan because I fell down that rabbit hole. I've got glowing gathering tools. The resplendent gathering tools are stunning. They glow even when they're unsheathed. Um, the gathering changes are interesting. So I've seen a lot of people saying they feel like they need to go gather the 20,000 HQ materials because that achievement's going away. There actually was a post on the official Final Fantasy XIV website saying that that achievement is not being removed. That achievement will simply change yeah, um, to something that's more quantity-based or something like that. So it didn't say exactly what it would be, um, but that it's not disappearing. So for anybody that's like, oh my God, how am I going to have my house clean and sleep prior to Endwalker and like have groceries to eat and show up at my job and gather 20,000 items on both gatherers? Um, you don't have to. Like, it's fine. You can just do it after Endwalker launches. Do you think that's, that achievement might be reset, though? Or did they say that there's some kind of conversion? I don't know what it'll be. I don't know. It could be any number of things. Um, if it picks up as a new addition off a previous one, right? Like total number of gathers gathered, it's probably still being tracked. If yeah. it's some new way of tracking things, then yeah, it would be tied to the new thing. But then that would really suck if you're at like 19,900 and then the expansion <laughs> right. rolls over and you're now at zero of whatever right. the new number is. We but the pro, master bot rated you. You're at 500 of 50 grand. Good luck. <laughs> yep. Um, I expect them to put a lot of emphasis on gathering on collectibles. A lot of people are like, well, doesn't this mean we're just going to auto gather every single node? No, I think a lot of it's going to be emphasized on the collectible type system, which for any of you that have not touched time nodes in a long while, they've cleaned a lot of that UI up. Once you gather one, you can see the timers in game and all that. So, um, and then if you've ever tried to make your own like Levin Strike Aether Sand from the Ethereal Reduction, that feels like this weird fragmented version of the Descent system. And the Descent system is something that started odd and has only been watered down. It's never really become anything wildly yeah. elegant. Um, and so hopefully that would be a chance for Ethereal Reduction and Descent to be something that they revisit and give us something something maybe a little more intriguing than just Demi Materia that sell for below vendor. So um, I don't know what that thing is. They did say that crafting would remain functionally unchanged. Uh, obviously getting to the high quality intermediate step has people concerned, but functionally unchanged was the phrase they used. It's gonna be interesting. Now, as we, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on PVP because I felt like you and I actually fixed the problem with PVP in 14 and it, it felt like Yoshi P is basically implementing our plan uh, for the most part, what he's revealed maybe. so far, maybe. Like that's just, that has me going like, oh my God, is he is he following our, our plan? Why don't you tell people what we did? And then we can so see what happens. We ran custom feast matches. Uh, this will be larger than feast. So we ran, so it'll be, I assume it's gonna be like eight man, something like that. Between um, four and eight, uh, little man compared to the twenty, like the compared to the Boba compared to the big the, stuff. I, I think they said four v four. Four v four. Okay. Yeah. We ran no healers because ultimately all of the the problem with a tab targeter is that every every attack hits, and so there is no like mechanical skill like there isn't something like a ranged attack in New World or in like Diablo where you can miss, and so because once you target somebody and you attack, as long as they stay in range, it hits it effectively becomes a game of math. Who can remove the life prior to them recovering the life? And so it puts a ton of emphasis on healing. Uh, and so the team with the better healers typically wins because they can take smaller groups of people and still overcome the objective. Uh, and so what we did is in Feast, we just removed healers. No healers were allowed. None. Everybody dies. You just die. Everybody dies. It makes tanking fun. It makes DPS fun. So if you just took the healers and let them only bring in their green DPS actions... Um, you know, which would be a struggle to get to 10 abilities for anybody but Sage. Uh, it feels <laughs> like you could just come up with some new laser abilities. Uh, but if you would kind of move towards that, and then maybe we get some more like lost action, like self-heal or something like that. So there is a little bit of ability to recover. It made the fights feel fast. As a further restriction for our group, we also said that you were not allowed to play the same job more than one match like in a row. So everybody had to alternate jobs. And so that also meant that people were consistently on jobs they weren't really as comfortable with, um, which leveled, since we were just playing with our community, that leveled the skill gap because everybody was like, oh, I'm really comfortable with this job. And then many of us, like the gap between our primary job and our secondary job 
falls quite a bit, <laughs> especially yeah. if you start to move to like a third job. You're like, oh, I can't bring my healer. And you move to a third job or a fourth job. Many of us are like, hold on, I got to read my tooltips. Uh, <laughs> so I think it made it really exciting and fun. And it got back to this is just a way to kill time in a game we love and not this is something that has to be optimized into the ground. So when I look at uh, the problem of PvP in 14, it's like whatever they do, I'm excited to hear from it. I think there's the core issue that the community for PvP is invisible. And what I mean by that is that you have the Wolf's Pier and you have the Dueling Circle and it exists like in its little box. But as a part of like any other MMORPG that does have PvP as rather than a bullet point, but it's a core aspect to the, to the loop, like you can duel out in the open world. And I would say, and I have to be very clear about this because anytime we talk about PvP, I think there's a knee-jerk reaction to be like, are they advocating for open world PVP? No, no, no. Like no one should be able to run up and just kill you. Like that's not there was what this a game is. question about that at FanFest. There and that's where and, that? yeah, yeah, and they also asked a question about like, hey, would there be a kind of a world v world, but it always seems to be answered in open world PVP as opposed to like a specific kind of mode aka. But I think one of the things is you got to get PVP more visible to regular people and take it out of this one little designated spot and allow people to make their own custom games out in the open world. Uh, that that would be my wish. Now, as to the technical limitations and implementation of that, that's probably far-fetched and far from it. But I'm hoping that with this, these changes that they're going to pr present, it, it keeps that queue time low. Because the other thing that kills the PvP community from even growing is you got all these different modes that takes the community and divides them up a, a small part of the community and, and splits them up even more. Then you have long queue times, which only disincentivizes them to even try in the first place. You need fast matches. You need fast queues so that when somebody's just kind of idling, they'd be like, yeah, I'll check it out. And then like, yeah. I, I think that the OCP talked about how they're going to remove the role restrictions. And it sounded like, they might take some of the healing away from healers and like, just give everybody a, like a powerful self heal longer cooldown. So you use it strategically, but then it's just about like the feast was great because of it's like, it's flare up. Like you get a knockout and it's like, Oh, you knocked this person out. And it's like, what you need is more of that. What you ended up seeing was, Oh, we almost got him down. Oh, okay. We got to wait for our next burst win. Like it was always kind of this almost, almost. And so I, if they can get asked, what if it was timed? What do you mean? Like gate? What if what if it was timed like gates or fishing raids, like PvP for a certain like window? Yeah, the, the next PvP match will begin at. What do you think, Fusion? I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, we we do have that already, right? With uh, ocean fishing and mm -hmm. the uh, the triple triad tournaments. Um, uh, I haven't done ocean fishing for a long time, but I know people still show up for the the triple triad tournaments. Um, but do we do we want another piece of content locked behind a timer? I mean, I think that's that's the biggest question. It's that idea of, you know, if I log in and I just want to do something, oh, well, I have to wait an hour to do ocean fishing or triple triad. Um, and I, I get it from from one side. But, you know, that idea of just jumping in and be able to being able to do something, um, I think for PVP, like you don't want to limit that um, because you want people to just be able to get into it and have it be something easy to jump into. Um, I think really what we could do, I mean, we're talking about, you know, the idea of like removing healers and stuff, remove jobs, don't have a job requirement, make yeah. everybody mm -hmm. an onion knight, give everybody the same job abilities for V4 and you're done. You know, the problem with that, of course, would then be, you can't level jobs in it. Um, but I, you know, frontlines roulette is an incredible amount of experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never do it, but yeah. <laughs> The uh, what about if uh, I, I don't I don't think you right. put it you I, I'm fusion I'm I you know what I'm I don't even know why I'm here just fusion say all of my opinions for me as we go along you know just what was the, I think it was something yeah. like like this yeah yeah one of those like Mike but yeah I I think the 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 whole point of the the new mode is clearly there's acknowledgement on Yoshi P and Square Enix's side of PVP isn't exactly where we want it right now yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of people participating. There's, you know, timer issues. There's, you know, all this. How can we make it better? Well, let's let's introduce a smaller mode, take the class restrictions off of it, and let's see if we can entice more people. I think if you put the timer on, 
you you're trying your audience is narrowing because it's pvp mm -hmm. and it's done sure. in this way and it's done sure. by this class and now yeah. we're going to put a timer on it and now all of a sudden the people that were going to do it we've further fractured them based on their own availability I'd yeah, I think my argument for the timer would be that the, the queue time is already 30 minutes. And so the gates yeah, oh, being yeah, yeah. 20 minutes apart, like, why yeah, not yeah, just yeah, tell yeah. me what time yeah. the BBP wanna, match is going to be ready? I'm going to jump in on that just briefly because it's like, I think from a timer in terms of like, let's say the community gets established and people are excited. Then they add in like a ranked mode and ranked in which that it's like, okay, the ranked fighting happens in these windows of time as opposed to like all the time. Because one of yeah. the things that, like, I, Yoshi P said that they're not going to, like, add in this, like, depreciating value because they don't want people feeling pressured to participate. But the downside of that is that you get a lead in any season and you just hold that lead. Like, you're like, okay, yeah. you rush it and then you Stop. never participate. You're Why like, would I right. keep playing? There's no, there's no, there's no reason to keep playing because it only hurts me. So that's the other side of it, too. But go ahead, Mike. You were going to say something else. Oh, uh, no, that was it. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Well, I mean, outside of PVP is obviously like a tricky topic within the community. I've seen, I don't know if you guys get this at all, but I've seen people come in and saying, Hey, I want to be a content creator in 14. I'm gonna, I want to be the PVP guy. And I'm just like a part of me, my heart breaks, but I don't want to discourage that because right. I feel like we need <laughs> yeah. it. Good, good luck. You buddy. give it the old bless your heart. Just as long as you're your enjoying heart. what you're doing. <laughs> if you're having fun with it, man, we do, keep we do need somebody to step into that role. We do <laughs> more people. We need there are people that like PvP, but we we need we need more. Um, I, I don't know what it would take. I mean, like Age of Empires has its own little form of PvP community. There are PvP discords and stuff that mm -hmm. do exist and help organize matches, and they organize times so that they all get on at the same time, so that they can guarantee even when there's not an um, irregular tombstone event, or even when there's not even when it's kind of mid patch cycle and everybody has stuff to do. They're like, hey, we're all going to be PvPing on this night at this time, and that way you hop in. As a bunch of pre-mates and it gives your group um that's already been kind of a thing that takes place it just doesn't take place wide scale you have to know about one of those pvp discords uh -huh. and hop yeah. in and what ends up happening is yeah. when you isolate those communities two people get into a disagreement and then it fragments that community and there's nowhere else to go and so you end up in a community where you know kind of like going to a family event where maybe you have a family member that you don't agree with like well you either go or you don't like there is there is that's the only show in town um so to move on to crafting and gathering, then we'll talk yeah. battle system changes, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, Yoshipi has not talked about another Ishgard restoration because I assume it would be locked behind lore, right? And whatever we're going to rebuild, it would be locked behind lore. So he can't talk about it. Do you guys think that we need more events like that as we move towards like crafting and gathering beast tribes and all that? What, what fuels that content or what would make you guys interested in that content in the first place? That's, you know, I, I don't know where we would go for restoration. Um, you know, Domo was a great first step with that. You know, I always joke about how great it was and how cool it's like. You got to see them make paper. Like, it was amazing. Like, I thought it was really <laughs> cool, like, world-building content. Um, and then with, with Ishgard, right, we'll have the the housing in 6.1. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where we would go after that. Um, I, 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 they're not removed. Are they removing Firmament? No, it's gone into no, a right. feat. It's it's now celebratory, and that's gonna um, that's gonna continue throughout six point X. They have not said they're gonna remove it. There's a ton of content mounts and leveling yeah. content. The entire if, system if, was adjusted to account for it. So if you remove it, I think the system would feel like it's missing something. I could I could see them doing something that pull, you know borrows from that a little bit. Maybe you still go up to DM to gather stuff. Um, but as for like a new thing, I don't know what that would be. Um, I mean, you know, Garlemald sure. is is a mess right now. It is a mess. That's that's true. I mean, but that's the the other thing with Garlemald though too is that's an entire zone. Like yeah. we didn't go over to Yangsha and rebuild the <laughs> right. castle. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. like this little tiny enclave. Let's we didn't we'll rebuild all of Ishgard. We'll you can't little, go it's, all it's, the way into that we, broken we, part. Yoshi of yeah. also teased it's a pretty cool technology that he hasn't been ready to describe to us. I, I don't want to set up anybody's like false expectations, but that would blow my mind. Anyway, yeah. his response to that exact question was: <laughs> Some people have been asking me about whether or not we're going to rebuild Garlemald. And then that was it. He just that moved it. on he to stopped. the next question. Yeah, he just he stopped. Just... You know? it, it would be interesting. I mean, you know, from from what I was able to get hands on with at the media tour, um, the <laughs> scale of the actual city in Garlemald was disappointing. 
Um, it's, you know, it's that issue of, okay, you know, with an MMO, it's not fully open world, but it's that same issue where, you know, in Stormblood, in, um, what was the, the, the fringes or the peaks where there's that cutscene where like the, the squad goes up into the tower, the, the tower thing with the big gun, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, we're going to send a squad up. I'm like, that's a tiny ass tower. How are you fitting an entire squad in there? Right. That idea of scale is so hard to, to lock down sometimes. And that's felt pretty heavily. I think in Garlemald, just the, the, you know, what we see of the city itself, it's, it's a few blocks. Like it's, it's not that big. Um, so maybe right behind it's like what the hell i can see my house from here what the yeah. hell yeah <laughs> you can fly through the city in like 10 seconds like there's really not a lot there from what we would think as garlemald right you know we've seen garlemald before in cutscenes. um so i'm wondering if you know on the other side of this giant weird spiky castle thing if there's like a little you know garlem garlean enclave that we're gonna rebuild right like that's the only thing that that i could think of that we would be doing in terms of like fixing garland because we're not going to fix it in that zone no uh, there's no, just no, no. there's no way so there's there's got to be something else if if that's what we're doing um if not i mean you know they've done crafting and gathering beast tribe stuff before i don't see any reason why we wouldn't have that again um so we'll just have to keep an eye out and, and i mean see it feels a little do. lame for me as far as a rebuild but there's always the option of let's just build shit on the moon uh there you go i mean it's it is kind of lame but i'd no, rather rebuild something that's broken down it's like look but, we can either oh, literally literally on the planet or we could build a, or yeah. or we could build a moon base that only like 10 people can get to exactly moon right. base yeah, yeah. hands why down why not moon base for the win we're setting moon up to attack the, the dragon home planet wherever they came from <laughs> <laughs> he said he wasn't gonna just drop us on a new planet in 6.1. That was the exact phrase he used. Yeah. That's going to drop you on some other planet. Like, well, nobody was asking if you were going to drop us on a planet. That's a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> projecting much. So, um, all right. So we're not doing a rebuild. Gathering is going to get a big pivot. They've done a lot of talking about battle systems. Like at this point, we're looking down the barrel. I mean, we are filming this right before the live letter on all this stuff. What is left to talk about battle systems wise? Obviously, I think they're going to rehash belts and stat squish one more time, just in case anybody has yeah. missed it or yeah. has just downloaded the game and and is like, man, I really love my armor and I just got a new belt. Um, that you can't see. That'll that'll be ten minutes into the live letter. They'll start like, all right, what else, what do we got? What's new? And they're like, okay, so we want to talk that we're gonna we're gonna remove belts, and we're like, we know, but then there's gonna be like the ten people in chat. I don't want to do less damage. It's like oh, this is why stat squish. Oh this. nerf, no. People oh like my god. <laughs> Are you guys worried about alliance roulette with the stat squish? Because he said that there's going to be the mechanics are gonna matter again. Was what he I, said. I'm not worried about it. I love it. I love it. I, I I love doing old content. So yeah. w- whether it's in Final Fantasy 14 or or in something else, you know, whatever, any MMO. I love going back and doing old dungeons. Like, do you remember? Just think back, guys. Let me take you back. Let me take you back. Fusion, do you remember how hard Stone Vigil was the first few times? Oh, I yeah. remember. Remember? I remember. Remember that? Remember how hard Amdapur Keep was the first 40 times? Do you remember when you got those dungeons in your randos that you were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a slog? We'll see how the first three or four pools go, and then maybe we're going to bail on this thing. I remember. There's just, you know, there's just something about that that I like, and I don't like when it goes away. And I don't like when it goes away. If it frustrates Uh, you, you know how you cope with it? We We have a game we play. When whenever cha- content can be challenging with randos, we bet on who we think is going to be the weak link when the the dungeon starts. All right, so we would play, is... and they would be like, "I bet it's Paul." Blah 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 blah, and it's like, so... and it was, and we're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you got it!" Side story: I've been, doing, I've been doing chat predictions on number of deaths. Yeah, so like side story: I'm a terrible raid member, like not because I don't know mechanics or like I could do all that. That's fine. That's fine. But in the background in Discord, I'm betting which one of you dies first. With other players, I am betting, like, these are friends of mine. These are friends of mine. And I'm like, I bet he dies. I bet he dies. He can't, he just can't get out of AoEs. I bet he dies. Thousand gold. 
thousand gold. As a as the problem with that is you have to you have to clarify whether or not healer rescue counts. It is my understanding that arm's length will stop me from being rescued. Well, see, here's the problem. I got rescued off a platform. I'm actually betting with healers, which when you think about it, probably doesn't Mm. make sense. I think think the game is rigged. Then they just stop (laughs) healing, and I'm like, and I'm the tank, so I'm like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. I got rescued out of something this week and then the healer died too. And we were betting on total number of deaths. And so that's two additional deaths. And it's like, "Mm," that starts to get fuzzy. Yeah. So anyway, back to uh, what I was talking about was I, I actually enjoy when that content is challenging and yeah, level sync is nice. And maybe you're going to meet somebody that's on their way up and you're going to help somebody. You're going to feel good. They're going to feel good. And we do all the community stuff that we like to do. Right. That, that feels great. But Honestly, I can't remember the last time I did anything sub-level 70. We'll give it a little bit of credit and say 70, even though that's not very challenging anymore either. That even if there was somebody totally brand new, level appropriate, didn't know what they were doing, didn't feel like I was just doing it as a chore. Um, And so I love the idea of Alliance stuff, mechanics mattering. I'd love it if they pushed it to dungeons and... Yoshi P did kind of talk about that in one of the interviews that, you know, NA seems to be requesting more challenging four person content. Uh, And I'm totally on board and have said that on the relic grind many, many, many times before all of you did your lovely interviews. So it's glad I'm glad to see it's not just me that that wants that type of stuff. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Is it going to be annoying in some cases? Yes. Are there going to be people that don't know what they're doing? or don't recognize that the times they are a change in and you have to get out of shit now. Yes. Uh, but I am willing to put up with that to have this stuff that I loved and enjoy doing be more engaging and challenging and got to pay attention to what you're doing. I I'm all for that. All for that. So let's talk about some hardcore content uh, fusion uh, Mike and I, I know we're OGs. Uh, you know, Chris still OG in terms of your, le- your movie on, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm so sorry to interrupt your video on 14 and 11 and the convergence. <laughs> it's in my show notes for tonight. Oh, I can't uh, wait. I'm, I'm for the relic here. grind because you're a lunatic. I, I am. love you. I absolutely love <laughs> you. And I would love if you were right. You know, my love for 11, you know that, but <sighs> you're a lunatic. I, 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 I truly am. And at the end of the day, like it, I, I get this a lot. Here's what I hear. Oh God, I hope he's wrong because his ego continues to grow. So I've been just like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, this is what's happening. And then it's like, and then I get people come back. How, like, I, I, I called you an idiot. And then exactly what you said was going to happen, happened. It's like, I'm just reading the tea leaves, man. Like at the end of the day, like this is in, like in that video, I'm like, is this an entertainment? I like, who knows? Yoshi P is, you know, he is a showman. And at the end of the day, like, We've got all of these pieces kind of moving. It could work. It couldn't. Who knows? At the end of the day, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be just fine. If it does happen, I'm going to be like, listen up, people. (laughs) I mean, I mean, look, Yoshida did utter the words, quote, return to Vanadil to me. He said he was joking, but um, he might have let something slip. And he's also know. expressed his own interest in liking games like that. You know, the more difficult, but also recognizing that the market probably there, doesn't there's, support yeah, the it, cost anymore. On the market aspect, it's like Yoshi P's talked about it, and it's like it makes so much sense. For as much as like even the fact that like Ninja streaming eleven, like even for the fact that like that is a, a time that has come and has gone. However, there's still a demand for that. How do yeah. you feed that? And it's like, that's why that video kicks off. Like the easiest thing I could see them doing is combining the subs like they did at one point a long time ago for a short period of time. I mean, because well, right, te- all of a sudden it's like technically, and I'm sure you, you know, this just kept it brief for the video, but for, for those that don't know it, they weren't technically connected. Well, your account still, is, but yeah, they were still billed through pay online on one and square. It was a reduced on the other. Yeah. They just gave you a discount on the play online. Yes. If, if there was a flag showing that you had both. So it wasn't Correct. like you were making one payment right. taking care of both things, which is what you later and said honestly, to be the ideal. And, 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 and honestly, be. that'd be fine if they actually brought that back. If, if that's like what the technology they have is right, that's right, all right. they could do. But if they brought that back, cause essentially because, when I, cause they've said yeah. in interviews as recently as last year that that probably isn't possible because of the two payment systems. So yeah. as far as direct linking, so they would have to do, 
what they did then, which was just flag both and give you a couple bucks off one, but you're still making two payments. Something in that regards, because I think one of the things when like when we get your 11th retainer. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. But the the reason is, is like how like Square Enix, I think, is uniquely positioned to offer that product that to the harder core if they just chose to support it. And when you when you compare this, obviously, to Blizzard and World of Warcraft, with one subscription, they also offer classic. And when people talk about class, like 1.0, like you don't get it, guys. 11, like that's don't think of 1.0. Think of think of 11 as as our classic, you know, Final Fantasy kind of experience. And so, like that, I think that ends up becoming when you when you look at like a theme park MMO that tries to compete with Game Pass that has theme park MMOs included at the same price. Like I I only see when you look at what a subscription based game is 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 trying to add as much value to that proposition as possible um in terms of just market you know capitalization in that regard so like who knows like but i would love to see something of that nature and i think 11 is actually their product when yoshi p talks about that hardcore game Why, why create a new one it's not going to sit here and bring in the people to support it but you do have one you know what would it take to i don't know polish off some of the edges but <laughs> it, it it is a hard sell though when you, you for us fine you like say hey you know what we're gonna do a classic and i'm talking about some of the things i plan to talk about later today so yeah whatever preview for tonight. Uh, yeah preview for tonight uh we're gonna do a classic right we're gonna give you final fantasy 11 uh a classic we're gonna cap it at 75 mm-hmm because you know if you look at it now it really isn't as hardcore as it once was in any way shape or form with the trust system and being able to do just about everything alone or with the trust system now but hey we're going to give you final fantasy 11 cap it at level five and we're going to give you that hardcore experience in a classic mode uh i am absolutely all for that absolutely all for that but it is a hard i'm only for that though because i played 11 and i still do play 11 Mm -hmm. It is Does it add or dilute if the games are connected? Like imagine with the new achievement system coming, which I hope to God they talk right. about tomorrow, um, sure, is yeah. imagine will. if something you did in 11 yeah. gives you access to a different mount in 14. Does that add or dilute? Is that good or bad? Okay, And so I don't know that it is just for, all one or all the other. For me personally, it's good because I play both. I think it's bad for somebody that has no real interest in playing 11, but is a completionist in 14. Because now it feels like almost like you're forcing me to play another game to gain things in the game I do want to be playing. This is a dangerous turn in 14 because we have so much Mothby on the Mog Station. So you already have to put a giant asterisk of like, this is everything that's not seasonal or Mog Station. Is it is it worth it, though, to, to make this classic server? Because you have to turn around and then say, hey, we're, by the way, once we hit basically Chains of Promathia, uh, we're done. You know, we're not developing new content for this game as it is. Uh, and so, yeah, for those that maybe never played it and might be interested in trying it, it kind of doesn't it turn you off a little bit when you're like, oh, by the way, it's never getting anything new at this point. We you know, we just we just can't unless, unless we overhaul the entire damn thing, which we're not going to. We're do. not going to do that. The cost is ridiculous. Diablo and Path of Exiles have found a way to make things seasonal where you can go back and you can create a slight twist on the game. Right. So you could go back and, and change the jobs a little bit and then say, OK, play back through. Um, and so if you go back and you just twist it and say, OK, we're going to modify all monsters of this type to have the following modifier and then re-release the server and then we're going to let it run for a year and then we're going to do that again you can start to relive the same experience and it's it's familiar but different and so that's how action rpgs have not had to keep up with the content wave that wow and 14 do to try to keep people subbed and when that content wave stops people unsub um that's how action rpgs are able to release effectively one amount of content that people replay over and over and over and over. And that's something that like, I think wow Classics going to have to try to find a way to do. And so obviously Square Enix would be watching that very closely because they're not going to, they're not going to like, Oh, how can we experience all the bad and good that anybody who's ever done anything like this? It's like, no, no, no. I like some of the things I specifically don't like some of the other things. Uh, And so how do you learn from their mistakes or even some of the things that worked for them might be something you're like, yeah, I get that that works for them. I'm still not interested. Um, because, you know, inspiration doesn't mean copycat. 
Uh, chill, you're right. Yeah, if we were talking 75, technically, I guess you could go through Treasures of Otter God. So, yeah, you're right. The, uh, it's an interesting kind of, uh, you know, thing, because obviously right now we kind of pivoted slightly to talk about the past, but I want to kind of shift a little bit and talk about uh, the future. Like, obviously, with, you know, Fusion saying, like, Yoshi P kind of was like, oh, Return of Vanity, you know. Well, we're going to say hashtag joking, like, you know, like, let's not take that as, as fact at the moment. But uh, where do you see us going uh, in this game, we've got like new world, uh, you know, in the sense of the new world. Uh, thank you, Amazon, for that naming confusion. Now, whenever I talk about, it's really hard to Google. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right. <laughs> uh, we also have Mirasidia. We have you know, you know, shards and things like that. Where do you think? Uh, what what would you expect to see here after? Uh, well, honestly, how the other question is, how much are you going to grind on 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 the nineteenth? Like, are you going <laughs> to? Well, you know, I I have the week off. Me, me and the wife already have the week off. Uh, of course, she doesn't have to review the game like I do. So uh, <laughs> we'll probably be playing in separate rooms. And, you know, because we did Shadowbringers and I was on the TV right next to her and I was getting like far ahead. And she's like, what's going on? Mm. Like, I'm getting spoiled over here. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, you totally died. Uh oh. Oh, no, she's okay. Never mind. <laughs> she's like still an Amarang. It's like, oh, oh. So, um, yeah, I, oh. It's, it's hard, right? I, I, appreciate that they're trying something new with um the story pacing with 6.0 right where everything is going to be wrapped up with uh 6.0 right it's not one of those things where shadowbringers mm -hmm. comes out and then it's kind of a launch pad going forward it's this is it then we're going to start something completely new um i think my i don't know if i would call it like a concern or a worry but with that right you think of new storylines in 14 right over the last 10 years every time we have the start of a new story we have a bunch of new areas and yes we are getting some new areas with endwalker but those are to work towards the conclusion of 6.0 so in 6.1 until 7.0 we're probably just going to be bouncing around the current areas um maybe they'll have a couple of small kind of instance things like uh like turncliff or, or gongos or something they've been doing more of that um but it's it'll be a little weird to to have this new arc but then mentally right we're like but there's no new areas for it um yeah. i think that'll be the biggest thing for me um what if there were i would be surprised guild wars and wow add add things with each expansion but like wow also adds the mid expansion what i if, would be what if we surprised. had uh, either either a zone <laughs> or another half or another half to a zone right an area that we cannot go now because he I mean, said that he said that he believes that part of the theme of the zones is something that we missed in the media tour. And I don't think that's just quest givers missing. It wouldn't shock me if those zones, I mean, at the very least, the way Shadowbringer zones change as you quest through Shadowbringers, the zones feel different, obviously, because the story drastically impacts those zones, but they, they feel different as opposed to previous expansions where you quest through the zone and the zone itself seems relatively unimpacted by our choices. Yeah, well, I mean, part of that is the day-night cycle, um, yes. you know, and I think, I think too, with with uh, Endwalker, I think, um, you know, they'd made this comment in the uh, the media tour for uh, Thavner. They're like, we made sure that it was it would be clear skies in Thavner so that, you, you know, if you want to take nice pictures and all that stuff. I was, I, I'm like, is that why? Because in the trailer, the sky is on fire. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm wondering if, if that's not going to be in effect, like an actual skybox thing when we go to we put out the fire time. for your photos. <laughs> we didn't so, start the fire. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they do something like that. We know that they can now after Shadowbringers. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting. I would be very surprised if they add a new area that's that's not like uh, a Eureka or a Boja type content, just like an actual new field area. I would be very, very surprised if they do that. Um, but again, that's because of what they've done previously. Right. Um, and, you know, with, which, with every expansion, they always try to do something a little different. So it's possible. It's definitely possible that we could see something like that this time around. Bigger question to you, um, because you and I were there with Yoshi P's 2.0 plan. Um, you know, talking to us as 1.0 players going into the future. And we really haven't had a roadmap uh, for the game. Do you feel like what he was kind of hinting at after Endwalker is that layer of like, here's what our plan is for the next 10 years, or are we going to have it more or less just kind of what we come to expect? Like, here's what you can expect in 6.1. Here's what you can expect in 6.2. What's your read? I don't think we're going to, we're going to look that far ahead. Um, 
I think we'll we'll definitely get a taste of of what they're thinking about. Um, the biggest example that I can think of is in the interview because um, we had we had the small presentation before we got our hands on, mm-hmm. um, and they talked about how you know they'll continue to do trusts and dungeons and and mm-hmm. but they didn't say dungeons; they said like six point one onward. And so I asked them about that. I'm like, what's going on with trust? And the the impression that I got from this interview is that they're looking to expand trust a lot. And not just in dungeon content. Um, I, I think they're gonna just open the floodgates on on trust and making it so that people can do this game without having to partner up with other people. Um, I you know I don't know exactly what the scale of that is gonna be at six uh, You know I don't know who these who these trusts are gonna be. Like obviously they've talked about like oh we'll say goodbye. Maybe they die. Maybe they don't. We'll say goodbye to some of the scions. Um, so obviously it's like okay, but but they're my trust. So what's going to happen? We've, we've talked about this on a radio a little bit. Maybe they'll bring back the company of heroes. Maybe there'll be some kind of big move. Maybe they'll bring back uh free roaming primals. Remember when that oh, was a thing oh, oh. 10 That's million years ago, not only a thing, but it was highlighted in the 2.0, like content trailer. He talked about it so much. Like, yeah. We're going to these free roaming primals and you can get them. Free companies can summon and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And we can summon stuff. primals now within heaven on high. You know, so like ideas can change. Yeah, so uh, it'll it'll be it'll be curious to see. I mean, I came out of this interview, and 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 I've talked about this again on on our podcast. But coming going into this interview, it was just like okay, like it's it's another expansion. We know what's coming. But after talking to Yoshida and the way that you know in this presentation he talked about how they're sparing no expense going forward, they're talking mm-hmm. about the next ten years. Uh, I came away from this interview. I'm like, he's planning something. Like. Yeah. Like something's gonna oh, happen, and it's, yeah. it's gonna just blow our minds. And I, I, I've never been that excited for for fourteen. Like I just, I know, like he's he's scheming, and I and I love that. I get the same read. <laughs> I like that's what you and I were yep. talking pre yeah. prior. That's a fun word that I made up. Um, you know, prior to the, the embargo going up, and we're just like kind of just that discording as we're like, hey, let's get the podcast. Da, da, da. And it's like, are we we are we feel are we feeling this thing? Like it's 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 ethereal it's not like he's like hey guys i'm gonna blow your minds but it's like he's i feel like i'm getting that body language i'm a cocky yoshi p is essentially the best way i can i can describe yeah, he's got it. A, he's got a swagger that he has not yeah. Yeah. chosen to present there was i mean there was some shade thrown even like it was a swagger bordering on like humble arrogance like there was a a i i i'm not bragging to you but i know i can do this like there was a, if another division of Square Enix can make the same money that I can, I'd like to see them try. He said that, like, he, he's like, I would, I would like to see that. And, you know, we're talking about reevaluating the patch schedule. We're looking at the patch schedule and just evaluating because the move at the end of this saga, this is the time when maybe we don't have to follow the patterns of the past. Maybe they follow the patterns of the past, but this is the chance to reevaluate. Um, but what I can tell you is that we wouldn't be the type of game that would go like 200 days without a patch. Like he, there are just these sayings where you're like, oh snap, you know? And like, I think what's important is that like people don't ever feel like, do the devs even play the game? Like these are all things he said throughout. Now that's spread over three dozen or more different interviews. Yeah. But so like, it's not like he's just coming out punching, but there are these just like subtle jabs at like, I know we're rocking it right now. Like, I'm aware we are destroying it. And just know that we showed you the least spoilery content from Endwalker. Like, like I have given you guys a taste. Yeah. Um, yep. Mike, so he's got something big. Mike, what's your attack plan for the 19th? Uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm already off work. I, so <laughs> I'm just going to get up and play. Are you I mean, streaming this it at all? Yeah, I'll be streaming it. So uh, on Monday or on Friday, I'll be streaming it initially over on MMOBomb.com. Uh, for those of you call who that followed, me, followed me uh, for years there, uh, it's not just free to play uh, anymore. Like it was in years past. It is all things multiplayer. So I can now play 14 on there and then transition into the evening over on Ready Check Radio. So yeah, we'll be streaming an awful lot. And I know... You know, some people don't want to watch the streams for spoilers and stuff. That's totally cool. Stop by, say hi, and, you know, throw a follow and then have a good day. God bless. Do your do your thing. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to be streaming it for an awful lot of the opening weekend, if not into the following week as well. Fusion, what do you and the Aetherite Radio uh, crew have have planned in terms of stream, stream schedule? 
etc uh, so uh we're not gonna probably stream any actual gameplay um we have uh rook is it's a partnered streamer so she usually does her own schedule and stuff like that um i don't i'm trying to remember i don't think we did anything for stormblood or Shadowbringers. i know we actually did some streaming stuff for for heaven's word Back back in the day, we had a we gave away some Discord shirts. Remember when Discord was that new? was right Ooh. when Discord was dropping. What's Discord, too? We're like, hey, yeah, what's Discord guys, we're... I have one of the, one of those OG like white iron on logo Discord shirts. Yeah, vintage. Um, yeah, I mean, I I might stream on my personal channel. It's one of those things where it's like it, it's hard because you want to play it, you want to maybe stream it, but at the same time everybody else is going to be wanting to play it themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's that like, do, do I even bother? Like it's, there, there's a lot of, of thought, right. That goes into if, 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 if it's even worth it. Um, especially with, you know, the game being even more popular now, a lot mm -hmm. of these people that would have been interested in a, in a, you know, day one Twitch stream are now just playing it themselves. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I might stream it. I might not. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it, if if anything, I think it would be nice to just have my reactions to some of the stuff. Yeah, that's what um, I was actually hoping you guys would do, because after I finish, I love to just binge on people's reactions. Yes, yes. And that ends up that, being like this was... whole thing. Like, and I didn't know it because like I was telling Chris, I was like, I am going to stream the entirety of the story, like because one of the things that I really wish I had now is I wish I had my 1.0 playthrough. I wish I had my 2.0, my 3.0. I wish I had those to go back and look on and to have those moments, you know, to experience what 11 years later now and say, Oh my gosh, because I remember them. But at the same time, like I don't remember them as they are experienced. And that's one reason why I think a lot of people love all these new people coming in and streaming the story, because you get a, you get to experience it for the first time again through yes. the eyes of somebody else. Yeah. And I think what, one of the things we keep saying is like, guys, like I, you should stream, but you should have a highlight strategy when it comes to those oh, totally. beats, because you're going to find like no one's no one's around and rightfully so. That's one of the things even content creators before the big the last the last biggest wave of new players came on. were like, this is weird in X game or Y game. Usually a patch day is a huge day here. It's crickets. So we're like, nope, not watching. <laughs> Can't see. I'll come yeah. and check out your stuff when I get caught up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as soon as I completed Shadowbringers, I was like, okay, for the next couple of weeks, I just lived off of of YouTube clips of people getting to the end or getting that Amarat reveal. And yeah. I'm like, this is this is my my drug now. Like, I just I love watching that kind of stuff. And you know, obviously, I'm I'm sure there's going to be at least a few, yeah. <laughs> if not more, moments from Endwalker. So, um, yeah, we'll I'm sure you know we'll we'll have some reactions. We'll be talking about it too, of course. Um, we have our our kind of uh, patch. Uh, schedule right where we'll we'll play the game it might it might be a little longer because it's a full expansion instead of a patch but um you know we'll we'll talk about hands-on for a couple weeks we'll do a, a, an actual review we'll score it um and then i think we have like two lore cast planned we're gonna have uh anonymous on and we're gonna just go into everything and we know that it's gonna probably be more than one episode so yeah um but yeah that that is our our coverage plan we'll have you know dungeon guides and, and everything too everything that we've we've done for Shadowbringers. um so yeah, they, despite the the my previous history with Aether Ray Radio, uh, you you also it's a great show. I love uh, working out and just getting caught up on everything that's going on, especially the lore casts. Uh, it's just like, oh man, I can't believe I missed that. It's just so insightful. And it's, we we had what the last the last time we did lore casts, we ended up it was we were talking about like Boja and 5.5 and all this stuff it ended up going for like three episodes mm -hmm. it got to the point where like we need to stop it's been three hours and we're like not even halfway through this outline um so yeah once when it came to planning out the 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 schedule for ed walker i'm like this is gonna be at least two like we need to plan at least two so we'll we'll see if we need to do any more than that but that chris, is that is the plan chris what is your plan man so um, I, I like streaming. So when I first consumed Twitch, I was working a desk job in a cubicle and I would listen to it like you would sports radio. They're going to talk about the game 16 times on the eights. And in between, they're going to just talk about the subject and wherever it goes, wherever, whatever path they derail down and they might get back on subject. And so that's what I view my stream as, except for people that think about 14 all day instead of sports. And so I would I want to keep that spoiler free. So I will be streaming spoiler-free content during the core stream hours. Um, so eight to two, Monday through Friday. But 
outside of that, I plan on documenting all of story. So outside of that, there will be, we'll start early every day, we'll go long every day. That'll all be labeled as spoiler because I wish that I could record that because I kind of feel like my wife and I get in the car every year for Christmas and we go drive around and look at people who've decorated their house with big, beautiful lights and all that. And, and we, we take a whole evening and you know we pack some food in the car and we have a nice night out enjoying and here in North Texas, like the weather's nice, you have the windows down and you just enjoy these beautiful homes. But you kind of feel like a jerk when you drive home to your own house and it's all pitch black because you didn't want <laughs> to put in the effort. And so it's like, oh, I want to consume that, but I don't want to, I don't want to contribute. Uh, and so at some point, should you, you know, be lucky enough to be a homeowner, you should put up at least like one or two strings of lights as you're like, pay it forward. Like at least do like, just put some lights on your porch, try just a little bit. And so I do feel like as a content creator, as a full-time content creator, um, it would be a little hypocritical to sit there and binge on other people's reactions and not post mine. So, um, if for no other reason than like just paying it <laughs> Chris forward, is like my I'll just eat mine out into the void because I absolutely want to consume everybody else's reactions. This is like my late night streams are my inflatable snowman. I tried. I tried. That's fine. Is, That's fine. I get it. There's an inflatable snowman on my lawn. I did it. Merry I Christmas. only ran it on Christmas Eve, just the one night, because I didn't want to affect my electric bill. Yes, it'll and, be deflated in the lawn for like three weeks. And it's weeks. just going to lay there May. until like New Year's. It's fine. Like, you got to try like the tiniest little bit. Um, and so... That's my plan. I do wish I had like my old reactions in the same way that like you wish you had. So you obviously you take pictures of things like graduations, weddings and all that. But there's all these other things that turn out to be memories. Like there's all these other times where you and some friends had this night that you tell stories of forever. And maybe you were like playing games or maybe you guys went off on a hike and nobody had a camera with them. And so those are the moments that you want to look back on. Those are the moments that you want to hang up you know, maybe in a frame in your hallway. And when somebody walks by, they, they ask you about it and you get to t relive this wonderful story. Well, like that's what Final Fantasy 14 becomes. But you don't do that when you first pick up a game because you're like, well, it's just going to be another game. And so here we are coming up on the end of a saga. And like, we already know that's what Yoshi P said. He wanted to tell us this was the finale so far in advance is so that we knew going into last season, um, like Game of Thrones. Everybody was so excited going into last season. Now, hopefully it turns out better than that one did. But like the same idea. We were all hyped. Everybody rewatched everything going in. We all sat down. We all watched it together. And so there was this, this communal enjoyment of this moment that we knew was big going in. So we had our cameras with us metaphorically. So I think Endwalker is our chance to kind of know in advance that like this is going to be a significant moment in your Final Fantasy gaming lifespan and so like we know that going in so if there was ever a time to throw up you know 40 dollar webcam up and just record your face this is the time like if there was ever a time to just catch that moment that you can look back on even if you just have it sitting on your desk like you do a picture of you riding a roller coaster and you get to look back and you get to see that moment of joy or more likely just a bunch of pictures of you crying um that that's that's a nice callback when it's five or 10 years from now and you're like, yeah, I think that was really significant to me. It's like, no, no, there's my picture. Oh my gosh. Like, look at how young I looked. Look at, um, look at how much that game meant and how defining that was for 2021. I remember when I used to feel emotion. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. It's worth Maybe you it's buy yourself it. some of these cookies. <laughs> Odds are 99% of the footage for clearing it, you can just throw in the trash. So it's not a ton of the hard drive space. You're just catching the big moment, but you don't know when the big moment's going to be. Yeah. He's hinted that 83 is going to be a big moment, but like, or that's because we get a trial at 83. So like that's he's not revealing anything because we got a trial at 73. We got a trial at 63. So he's like, 83 is going to be a big, big moment. They're like, oh, what a reveal. And you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you didn't actually tell us anything. So, uh, guys, uh, as we hang out, uh, typically we hang out for a little bit and for a post show. So if you're watching with us live, just note that we'll just kind of transition in as people can go uh, as they go in that regards. But we do have some people to thank for helping support the podcast. Plague of D, Redline Gamer, Red Rocket, Dark Wolf, Psycho, Cordell, WG Productions, Keelan for being a podcast legends, as well as Luke for his generous donation, helping to bring the podcast to you guys day and date in MP3 form. So we appreciate all y'all support. You guys need to go follow uh, Fusion, uh, Chris, and 
Mike, all of their links and tags are in the description of this, and they will be also in the MP3. Uh, also, I'm, I'm really up. excited about your show tonight, Mike. I'm really excited. I get excited. a little choked up. I just saw this picture of me on my desk when Raubon lost his arm. <laughs> Rook was asking yesterday why he never got a better prosthetic. Like, why, why does he not ever... Like he just lives with that. Like there's not a better, and they were asking like, why do the scions not ever get new outfits? Like they're just wearing the same clothes every day. Like, do they not just reek after like years of us following them? I mean, wash your clothes, man. The literacy rate in Eorzea is not great. They probably don't (laughs) all have access to showers. Uh, (laughs) We have glamour dressers and these poor scions. Access to one. Have you seen a shower? Yomar had some. Oh yeah, you're but, right. But Those I, you know, for not that. not everybody can get to the first. <laughs> All right, so right, right. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks so it much for thirty-four. He's lived <laughs> a hard does. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's gonna bring <laughs> us to the conclusion of the podcast. Hopefully, you guys hang out, and who knows what we'll talk about in the uh, post shows. Those tend to be the most epic ones that we end up having. Uh, for Crystal Core Radio. My name is Brian. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You are awesome. And uh, we hope to see you in our next podcast. But until then, take care.